Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Theory and Theology. I'm tired. Um, got a birthday weekend coming up this weekend. Um, so I'm taking the next two days off. So tonight's my official night off. First night off. So why not record some podcast episodes? Um... So on this podcast, you know, we usually talk about cultural topics, um, different belief systems. Uh, I was, I was, you know, I like to listen to other people's content. I mean, I I consume mass amounts of content, especially if I'm home all day. Um, I tend to just consume, 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 um, if I'm not interacting with other people, family or friends online or like talking to other people or working, then I'm probably consuming content of some form or doing some kind of meditation or exercising or listening to music or playing air guitar or something like just chilling and doing creative stuff. But um, there's a YouTuber, Taco, Taco Tarantino. Um, I'm I'm not here to like say negative things. Um, you know, when I, when I review other people's content, I like to keep it positive and focused on the stuff that I found interesting, entertaining. Um, now Taco, I don't know if Taco identifies as, as a lesbian female. I believe at one point they did. I don't know right now. Um, I fell out of watching the content just because just naturally fell out of it. Like, I still liked it. There's no reason why I stopped listening or watching the videos. It just, um, so Taco used to record a lot more videos about, like, lesbian topics, more about, like, sexuality and experiences, like, with hookups and different things like that um and just like lgbt stuff but i don't know if that changed maybe during the rona or if yeah i don't know like i i haven't really stayed so caught up so um i'm just kind of jumping in since last night and then um i came across a like i kind of like the long length content so i thought it was pretty cool um today i listened to listened slash watched um the episode by taco so the channel is t-a-c-o it looks like there's a space between each letter and the episode is called super gremlin super gremlin and it has um an emoji of like a yawn and like a little I don't know what that is, like a little devil or something. It's from four months ago. Um, And I got 59 minutes into it. There's another um, 20 minutes-ish left. Um, So spoiler, you know, I'm going to be talking about a lot of the content that I heard on there. Um, Give a quick recap of it and then talk about... The topics um, that I found interesting, kind of surrounding um, money, mental health, um, social skills, 
um, uh, personality disorders, um, finances, um, friendships, just relationships in general, social etiquette, all these, pretty much all the, all those kind of topics kind of, uh, would go into this, uh, video, um, that Taco posted. So, um, so the story, so the story goes, um, and Taco, Taco does story times. Um, and so this story goes, uh, that, um, and maybe I have to say a disclaimer real quick too. Like I'm not, anything that I mentioned in here isn't about any, anything that I am currently experiencing with anybody I know. Um, have I ever had friends that were kind of a little on the mooching end or a little on the manipulative side or a little bit on the, you know, um, needy side and like kind of using a little bit for money and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I have. Um, have I ever been broke myself? Yes. Um, you know, so, you know, I'm not really here to really like be judging, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we can recognize an obnoxious situation when we see one, and, but how to, how to address it, it's like, it's such a, it's such a, a, like, there's like this sensitive boundary, right? And so I want to kind of bring some of those topics to light more so, uh, just for people who might be dealing with someone like that, especially because nowadays money's tight. Um, now, for my own personal beliefs and experiences, you know, I, I don't, mind paying for people for stuff if I have the money um I mean most of the friends that I have I feel like they're very generous people I I you know I'm a little I'm a little I'm a little tight with money I'm kind of like I'm not usually going to be overspending on stuff that's not a necessity so when I when I go out and stuff I prefer to have like meals you know because it's like well I have to eat a meal anyways like something like ice cream is like okay I don't have to eat ice cream it's not really a meal it's not like a necessity but the other day I did have gelato but um probably once a year maybe twice a year tops I'll, I'll eat something like that um but yeah I I try to have like meals because it's like at least I'm actually like eating real food um so I don't feel like it's such a waste I'm kind of a bit of a tightwad um I'm kind of more like I feel like I'm, I try to be more like, and it's kind of like a love language thing, I guess. I try to be more like, like spend time with people, whether that's online, on the phone, in person, like hang out. I'm, I'm kind of more like, that's how I'll usually contribute to relationships is I will show up, you know, like there are big events I'm definitely going to have to miss in people's lives. Like, unfortunately, the baby showers, the the weddings, things like that. But usually when I when I plan to go, I try to actually do it. And if I'm not sure if I can make it, I'll usually say. Um, and so I, I don't I don't think I have a reputation of being like flaky or uncaring. Um, I don't necessarily go out of my way to just like pay for people with stuff like buying people stuff um christmas i hardly ever buy people gifts birthdays i hardly ever buy people gifts um i'd rather take somebody out a little bit or just like buy them a drink when we're out or like get them a snack or pay for their uber or, like just little things um but you know i try not because the reason why is because I, I know i'm a tightwad and i know i get a little bit like 
irritated about it a little bit when I feel like someone's kind of like taking advantage and but I haven't had anybody like that in my life for like at least 10 years if not more um I don't really know anybody who's like that right now that I actively see um I know people like like I still have them on my social media I know people who are like that or, or who have been like that um but I, I do try to be cautious about like um the judgment or just like noticing someone else's situation because sometimes you know like a lot of us have had times in our lives where we didn't really have like a good job or money or whatever it doesn't mean like you can't hang out with your friends you know I don't want to be that person is like well if you don't have any money for yourself then we can't hang out like I'm not really like that but it's kind of like sometimes it's like you got to judge the situation like is somebody really going to want to pay for you for all this stuff and especially like if you don't have money just to be courteous to ask to bring it up beforehand like maybe it's embarrassing but it's like yo like you don't want to be like overextending someone else's wallet you know like if you don't have the money just speak up and say something and if somebody is in the mood to be generous then they then they'll you know spot you but also like if you need to pay somebody back or something um pay them back you know um but yeah i'm not really this is this is taco story this isn't my story so i'm not talking about anybody that i know i would probably hopefully never never say all this stuff about somebody i know or never have to um but i know it's it can be hard to not be kind of venty when you're kind of like online and just like venting about stuff um i try to be careful about what i say i try not to be like just like being like that but i don't know sometimes when you're mad about something it just comes out let's just let's just be honest that's just kind of how it is like but um yeah so taco story goes so taco two friends um that were sisters um to each other they were sisters to one another and then a fourth friend um who was a friend to the sisters and taco kind of knew this fourth friend they were kind of buddies but weren't like as close as this fourth friend was to those sisters so they decide in advance they're gonna take this trip to miami florida and i don't know where they all live i want to say it sounds like taco lives in northern georgia um according to some episodes that you know some stuff was mentioned i think they mentioned something about like I don't live in the south of Georgia in KKK land, like, made that kind of comment in one of the videos, so I was, like, assuming, like, northern Georgia, somewhere in the south, um, in the, in the south, in the, in the American south, um, the North American south, um, so I'm not sure if that's where they were flying from, but, um, that's kind of what it sounded like, um, that they live in potentially northern Georgia, this trip was planned a little bit in advance to fly. All four of these people were going to fly to Miami, Florida and have a trip for some amount of days. Um, and so what ends up happening in this story is um, a lot of, of uh, situations where there seem to be there seems to be some patterns that are being 
patterns that are being kind of repeated, like, uh, I guess I would say, like, obnoxious patterns that people are putting up with, right? So that's one. Um, not just from from the trip, but it seems like the fourth person has obnoxious patterns revolving around hanging out and 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 having other people pay for them for stuff um has obnoxious habits of getting kind of like acting weird when people aren't offering to pay and getting weird when people offer to pay just kind of feeling like I'm the victim and has like a mindset of you know I'm a grown woman I take care of myself okay so that's just what I'm noticing on the surface, right? Um, after I'd listened to like 59 minutes of this story with 20 minutes remaining, I'm, you know, so, so they had planned this trip in advance. They go to, um, I think they're, I think they're like queer friends, I think, um, by the sound, by just, I don't know if they all are or what. I don't know. But just um, knowing Taco's content, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting um, from, you know, kind of maybe a little background situation of these friends that, you know, the three of them were dressed in. I don't know what they were dressed in, like, style-wise, but sounds like they were all wearing sneakers, at least. Um, and then the fourth person was wearing like stilettos. Um, so I'm assuming, you know, the fourth person's more femme like the other three are more like mask kind of, um, I don't know. I've never seen the, the sisters, but, um, tacos more like on the mask presenting side, um, t-shirts, fitted jeans, you know, hats, dreads, sneakers, um, kind of got, kind of got some swag going on. I kind of like the style. Um, that's my opinion. I, you know, I have my own rights to my own opinions. I like, I like Taco's style. Um, and so, yeah, so they get to the airport and, you know, they're going to take a flight to Miami, Florida. And mind you, like I said, they had been trying to, they had been planning this in advance and so the sisters and taco already had their tickets right they already had their tickets um for the flight they get to the airport the fourth person um says they only have two hundred dollars that they can spend on the flight and they need help covering the remainder of the flight mind you everyone else bought their tickets in advance so of course when you fly the day of the tickets are going to cost more like taco was mentioning as well as, you know, I mean, I don't know, just in my head, I'm like, wouldn't you mention that before? Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you mention before you fly to another state um, that you don't have any money to even afford to fly there? Right. Um, so they, you know. I mean, what are you going to do? If it's your friend, you can't just be like, no, right? <laughs> I mean, you can, but like, that's, that feels like a bit of a, of a, of a, of a, of a jerk move to make. Um, so it kind of puts the friends in a hard space because you're like, well, 
you know, even if they want to say no, it's like you're already there with your bags packed and you're literally about to board a flight or get in security lines at least. And it's like you don't even have a ticket. So either you send your friend home and they can't join the vacation or, you know, I mean, what other options are there but to pay? So the three of the others pitch in, pay for the ticket. Taco said between 40 and $80 each of them pitched in. So I don't know how much the ticket was extra, but it sounds like somewhere between, somewhere between, um, well, let me see if I can even freaking do math in my head right now. I'm a little bit stoned, so this might not work for the math part. Um, so somewhere between $120 and $240 extra on the spot, right? somewhere around that range at least over a hundred dollars that they're all splitting this on the spot right haven't even gotten on the plane like nobody's like what if what if they didn't have the budget for that right like what if they had calculated out the whole trip for the for their own personal expenses and they didn't have the money for that like i've done that before i've gone on trips where i wouldn't be able to just like spot somebody for like ubers and tickets and hotels and all this kind of stuff it's like i've gone places where i'm like i know how much money i need like i'm not really like so focused on you know everybody else being able to spend my money you know um but i looked things up i looked up how much it was going to cost and looked up all the different things and you know, knew how much I was supposed to be spending. So I've gone on trips like that. Like, it's not ideal, but it's like, you know, I've I've gone on trips where money's been tight. Um, and, you know, and I've also gone on, on well, I don't want to call it like a trip, but like a last minute funeral during like Thanksgiving, for example, halfway across the country, where it's like that, that costs a fortune. And I couldn't, it, like afford it on the spot like that plus thanksgiving weekend one of the most you know highly traveled times to be buying that ticket within like three or four days of travel i mean that's way 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 too you know too i think the ticket turned out to be like seven eight hundred something dollars way too pricey right um so I mean, I kind of get it, like, traveling without funds, I kind of get it, but I can't really understand traveling completely without funds when it's not a necessity, it's not a business trip, it's not for a job opportunity, it's not for school, it's just for fun, like, you know, I get it, everyone doesn't want to miss out, but it's like, if you really can't afford it, you know, just like Taco mentioned, you know, maybe go, you know, pay your other bills and get yourself financially in a situation where you can afford to go on like a little bit of a luxury kind of a trip. Um, so, yeah, they get on the flight. They have some little snacks that they get because I think Taco mentioned it was Delta because um, Delta gives snacks, at least did at that point. Um They get to, you know, Miami, they go to the Airbnb. This fourth person complains that, you know, the others planned to get an Airbnb. Um, was saying things along the lines of, oh, there's not even a lobby where I can hang out in or like somewhere to get like free breakfast in the morning and stuff like that. And it's like. First of all, you didn't pay for this. Second of all, you didn't plan any of it. Um, 
and then complaining and making it negative on top of that and then they go from the hotel like or from the um from the airbnb you know they're getting dressed that's why that's why i mentioned like kind of what their attire was um and they get dressed they have plans to go to this hookah lounge they go to the hookah lounge in a in a mercedes two-door I don't remember if it was a rental. Um uh, I think it was a rental that the that the sisters had rented. Um again, the fourth person's complaining like why are we getting why do we have a two door? Like what am I going to look like getting out of this car? You know, and mind you nobody else seems to be commenting. Just that person's just kind of making negative comments. Um again, they didn't pitch in for the car. And it's a Mercedes. It was kind of a pricey car. And, you know, um, they didn't pay for it. And, you know, they're complaining about the ride. Um, they get to the to the hookah lounge. Um, it's a $15 cover to get in. The fourth person needs somebody to spot them $5 to get in because they only have $10. Um... Taco mentioned that they were traveling with maybe $100 on them, but I don't really even know. Um, Because at that point, they'd only spent $5 on top of the $200 at the airport. I'm sorry, $10 on top of the $200 at the airport. Um, Knowing that they were already short for that ticket um, to get to, to Miami. And then, okay, so they get to the hookah lounge. Um, the sisters order a hookah, taco orders her own, their own, uh, I don't know tacos pronouns, uh, their own hookah, um, and so, um, the fourth person just orders water with lemon or something, something free, um, and oh, and taco did give that fourth person the a five doll five bucks to get in th- past the cover um and then the sisters buy a round of shots so four shots of hennessy so pricey shots um and then taco buys the next round of uh four hennessy shots or maybe other types of shots i don't know what and then the the sisters and taco order their own separate drinks and they're still with their hookahs and everything uh they notice that the fourth person starts getting a little upset seeming um a little like having their feelings hurt that like nobody's like you know paying attention to them or like you know ordering things for them and kind of mentions like you know when somebody brings it up like why why do you look so upset you don't look like you're having fun like they weren't contributing to the conversation they weren't dancing weren't laughing weren't like vibing with the music they kind of were just like seeming like upset and just like sitting there and so they were kind of like there and um you know one of the sisters mentions like that she's always like that like that fourth friend is always like that um and when they go out meaning like their attitude with the negativity and you know just like feeling like victimized by people not offering to pay for different stuff because nobody I guess her comment was like nobody asked her what she wanted um 
and then Taco kind of mentioned like, hey, you know, you've been negative this whole time and you haven't really had money to pay for anything. And you didn't mention that you wanted anything. So, you know, but I guess this person felt I don't know if it's considered maybe entitlement, something along those lines. This person kind of felt um, I don't need, you know, to pay. Um, I don't need to pay because, um, well, I don't know if that's what they were thinking, but like they were thinking more along the lines of like, why isn't anybody paying for me? Like, why isn't anybody like asking me if I want something or like offering to like get me something? Um, knowing fully well that if they offer, that means that they're the ones that have to pay for it, you know, not this fourth person. That other person didn't seem to be you know ready to pay for things so it sounds like there was a little bit of a drama there um people were speaking up a little bit about it you know but it seems like it kind of blew over next day comes around um they go out for breakfast the the sisters order two pictures of mimosas and taco orders like a french toast meal or something and then I don't know what the what the sisters order and then the sisters are asking you know the fourth friend do you want something to eat you know and the friends like no drinks are fine and it's like mind you like taco mentions like the only food that this person had was the day before when they went on the plane uh when there were like crackers or peanuts or whatever the heck it was um they didn't eat that night that they came in or at the hookah lounge and they were drinking at the hookah lounge wake up it's hot you know because it's Miami and the time of year where they're traveling it was hot and they hadn't eaten anything but just were gonna drink mimosas so eventually they they do order they order a pancake and three turkey bacon strips um, I don't know how big this meal is, but it sounds like that's not a big meal. Even if you do get one of those big full plate pancakes, that's not really a lot of food considering the alcohol um, consumption. And then, so eating that, um, and then when they all go up to pay, they they went up to the register to pay, and this fourth person jumps in in front of the other three um who were gonna like those three were gonna figure out you know who's gonna pay what this person fourth person jumps in front of the other three and starts start saying to the to the cashier person oh like can you take can you take the pancake and and turkey strips off of the off of the bill because it wasn't even that good mind you after they already ate this (laughs) and so yeah. So, uh so yeah, there was more conversation about how that's rude kind of and then that's when the when that fourth person made the comment like I'm grown and I can take care of myself, right? Okay. So I stopped there cuz I was just like, wow. Um, I mean, I'm excited to finish the rest of the story, but I stopped there cuz I was just like my mind was just like, wow, there's so much going on here. Um, now, I don't know. It's, it's funny that there's drama. I like stories. 
sometimes I like dramatic stories. This is a dramatic type of story. But also, it's like, for me, I don't... I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not saying, like, I, I, I wouldn't be judgmental about somebody if I was one of the other three and that was the fourth friend who was there you know acting like this I I can't say that I wouldn't have my feelings hurt by it or be upset by it um just you know I don't know about the I don't know the thing that I would say that I personally would struggle with with a story like this with not Taco specifically or any of those friends or anything the thing that I would struggle with is the is the judgment surrounding it, right? Because, like, I kind of try to pay attention to that. And it's really something that's hard to pay attention to, especially in, like, social settings. It's like, you know, I try not to be gossipy. I try not to be just, like, judgmental and things like that. Like, I don't think it's a helpful method in any way of interacting with people, Um but it's also hard to really help it and it's hard to not feel that way and so kind of where i where the where my mind kind of goes is like how far is too far to be like judgmental right like is it okay to be like in your mind like okay this person's being really obnoxious right and then speaking up about it like kind of how taco was speaking up about it and saying like look you're being rude to the people who are paying for you. You're not even seeming like you're grateful. You're having an attitude. You're complaining, talking about all this negative stuff. Like the food wasn't good. The, you know, the food wasn't good. The car wasn't good enough. The Airbnb wasn't good enough. You know, all this stuff. And and also not paying or pitching in for anything. And knew fully well that they didn't have the money to come on this trip and do all this stuff. And it's just kind of like expectations now that others are going to kind of like pick up the bill everywhere. Not even saying like, it doesn't sound like they were even saying like, okay, I'm going to like pay for, I'm going to pay for you. I'm going to pay you back, you know, or like um, being like more communicative about it. Like, hey, I'll pay you back. Or like, even if it's not openly out, like just like even texting somebody. Um, I mean, I don't really know this other person's circumstances. I don't know their friendship levels. I don't know the full situation. But in my mind, it's like it's hard to not be judgmental when you see when you see or hear about somebody doing something wrong. It's like to me, this is wrong. Like you don't treat your friends like that. Like, I mean, at least if if you're not able to pay for stuff on a trip. At, at the very least, you have to say that before you get where you're going, before you put someone in an awkward position. I think it's just out of respect. And maybe maybe you don't ever get, you know, maybe you just it just slips your mind and you just don't think about it the whole time, you know, and you're just like not communicating up front about like, I can't afford the cover for this place. I can't afford to pay for this. I can't afford to pay for that. And you are just saying it right on the spot. Okay. Okay. So even saying it right on the spot, I would think, you know, at least be happy, grateful, say thank you, say please, you know, don't not like playing like the victim of like, ah, oh, these people are you know, being so irritating, so I'm going to make the vibe really awkward by pouting and, you know, making people feel like they should have known to ask me to pay, you know, like, 
you know, I just feel like it's just weird um, for someone to experience, to have that mindset and do like actions that are so just like greedy and just like me, 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 I'm going to get what I want. And then for another person to not be able to speak up about it. I mean, that's where I don't, I don't really know where the line is, right? It's like, is the line, you can speak up about that stuff at any point in time. There's no problem with it. Like, I don't know what different people believe. I'm just asking, like, it's just question, food for thought, you know? Um, Is the line, you know, you can't speak up about it openly if you get your feelings hurt and just mentioning how a person's behaviors are being obnoxious and rude towards other people in the group. Is that okay to mention in front of the group? when everyone's fully aware of the situation, you know, is it okay? Is it okay? I don't know. Um, I would feel like hopefully it's okay, but also maybe like there's a more private place to do it, but also it's kind of like, dude, like they're making it public too. So there's always this kind of like, do you stoop to the other person's level of like making things more complicated than they need to be? Like how many times do you turn the other dang cheek? You know, Um, for me, I think, it like yeah i get pissed off if people are like taking advantage um especially when i notice it and i'll let i'll i'll let them do it and i'll just be like you know um you know sometimes it is hard to be just like yo like you need to like ease up you know cuz um you know a lot of us work hard for our money and maybe you don't even like the work that you do like i'm lucky that i have a work environment where it's like you know, I'm by myself working from home comfortably. And, you know, at least I kind of can set my own schedule, my own tempo to things. And my supervisors, bosses, like everybody's like chill enough that I'm not like getting my feelings hurt by them or whatever. Like for a job that I'm not like 110% into, it's, it's a decent, it's a decent, um, trade-off, you know? Um, there's some decent trade-offs, like nothing's going to be a hundred percent perfect, but this job, I'm, like, kind of over it, but it's, like, whatever, so even knowing that I have to go there, and this is how I make my money, you know, it's, like, in a way, it's, like, dude, I, I went through a lot to get this money, I'm not trying to, like, hand it out to people who don't even, like, care, you know, who aren't even respectful towards me, or don't even, like, who call themselves a friend, but aren't even acting like it, um, you know, but also, it's, like, I don't know, like, I, this is kind of where my struggle comes in, because it's, like, there's a part of me that's like it is fine to put somebody in their place and there's another part of me that's like it's not and I'm not like making judgment about taco and and tacos friends and all that but I'm just saying like everyone has their their limits about it and kind of where their mind is kind of like oh yeah this is okay or oh no that's not okay like in my mind it goes towards like it's not inherently like wrong to tell somebody to tell somebody off kind of um I don't think there's anything wrong with being direct I do think there's something wrong with being abusive so the way that somebody addresses something when they're upset or mad can kind of at times border on like abusive if you're if you're like um not really handling yourself while you're trying to like express your anger you know like there shouldn't be like hitting and pushing and you know 
slapping and all that kind of stuff or you know yelling at somebody or like berating them and stuff like that I mean I do think the rule of thumb is kind of like you can tell people how you feel about their actions not necessarily like name calling and calling somebody like different names and like pointing out like character flaws and stuff like that but I think you can tell people what what it is about their behavior how that is kind of affecting you personally um that's where I think you know it's like okay because at that point you're kind of talking about your own self um but still it's like I don't know (laughs) um it's it's a it's a it's a tough one right because it's like you know, of course, like, of course your ego is going to get involved in a situation like that, you know, like I think about, I think about situations that I've had with people way back. Um, I used to know somebody that was a homeless person. Um, I knew them because of church. So, you know, I would, I would give rides, you know, because, um, they had kind of, like, physical issues a bit, too, like, with their size, where it's not like they could just easily just, like, be walking all over the place, um, so it was a little easier for me to just go pick them up, you know, even though they lived where they stayed, they were homeless, but they stayed in a spot that was, like, less than one light away from the actual church building itself, right, and so when I had initially been planning to pick them up, I would go pick them up, you know, thinking, oh, I'm just going to drive a couple blocks and it's already on on my way anyways. But no, they wanted me to drive all the way, like nearly like 45 ish minutes into into a city in Orange County to go pick up their their friend, you know. But the way they wanted to do it was me pick them up close to the church. So we're already within the light from the church. Right. I'm coming from my house, which is like about 25 minutes from that church, get to the church or near the church to pick them up. Within a light's distance from the church, they want me to go all the way to Orange County. Mind you, this is L.A., Orange County. It's not like it's close. It's not like there's not traffic on Saturday afternoons. So I'm driving all the way across town to go pick somebody up bring them all the way back to pretty much where we were just at near the church. And then after church, drive them all the way back home again and then come back again. And then this same person wanted, you know, the homeless person wanted to still hang out, you know, because I would hang out with friends and they would still want to hang out, still get rides, you know, um, with me, with other friends, whatnot go out to dinner other people were paying for their meals um and all this was like I feel like a lot of us kind of did it because this was a church person um and so it's kind of like sometimes you keep it in your mind you're like okay I'm just kind of doing like a good deed of service so these people can have fun with some group of people and you know, have some new friends and go out some and, you know, it's like once a week, whatever, 
you know, um, I wasn't necessarily, like, happy about it. This was, like, during the economy crash of, like, around 2008. So I was looking for work, not having an easy time finding work. When I did find work, I was way underemployed, um, was applying for grad schools um, for a Ph.D. program, uh, was studying all the time. For me, things were a little bit miserable, but I hung out at the church all the time because I was like, there's nothing else to do. So I would go to church on Saturdays and have this whole scenario with this person and their friend and all that. And just they would just make comments about stuff like how I was never smiling. I mean, mind you, my life wasn't like ideal at that point. I was like, dude, like I just got out of grad school and now I got to go back to grad school because I can't find work. You know, it's like nobody wants to go through all that school and then just not be able to find a job that even really pays I got a job tutoring $20 an hour, but it wasn't even a full-time job. It was just like maybe like at max three, four hours on a weeknight because I'd have to tutor when the kids weren't in school um, or on a weekend night or weekend times or anything. Um, I didn't have benefits. It was $20 an hour, but I was driving at least 20 to 30, 40 miles in LA traffic one way um, and then back again. Um, Sometimes... You know, I had students split up, you know, as far as like not back to back. So I might have an hour or two hours between where it's like I can't come all the way home and then go back and all the way home and go back. And so, you know, it just wasn't ideal. But I was like, I'd rather work. I'd much rather work and have like some kind of a a schedule in place and making some money, even though I was losing like half my paycheck every night just from like driving, (laughs) you know. And so when it came to the weekend, and then it was like, now I'm spending more money driving, like all my money was going to like, gas. And basically, when I would go out on Saturdays to like go out with my friends, um, I don't know if I was saving. Oh, yeah, I was paying for like, um, grad school applications, um, I think every so often when I was studying for the GRE, I'd pay for like, I don't know if I paid for tutoring or I think there was a tutoring class I took at like um, Cal State Dominguez Hills or something like I, I took some classes. And so uh, my money was mostly going towards just like a little bit of entertainment. I guess you would call it community service, helping these people. And then otherwise, you know, other, you know, just the little times that I got got to get out. Um, I didn't get out as much as I wanted or anything. And, you know, one of the last interactions I had was before I moved, because um, I'd been hanging out with this person for like a year and a half by this point. And right before I moved, you know, they, they were acting really weird. And like, there was some miscommunication between like where they needed to be. I don't think there was miscommunication, but they were acting like there was. But basically, I had told them because I had like a going away party. It was me and another friend that were like moving out of town. They were moving to Chicago. I was moving down to San Diego and me and another friend were moving out of town. And we basically um, said, you know, like I was at my family's house that was mm, maybe 20 minutes from 15, 20 minutes from where we were going to have the going away party dinner. And it was going to be like 5.30 p.m. on a Friday night. So people were coming after work, like right after work. People came straight from work at 5 to get there around 5.30, 5.40. I told this 
lady and her friend, you know, meet me at my parents' house and I'll drive all of us there. But no, the friend that she wanted me to pick up in Orange County, she decided to go pick up the friend in Orange. She decided to have her friend in Orange County come pick her up in L.A., uh, take her back to Orange County. They were taking their time getting ready and dressed out in Orange County. And, you know, when I was about to leave, it, it was like 30 minutes before I needed to be there because I was with one of my friends at my place. 30 minutes before we needed to be there, knowing we'd be about 10, 15 minutes early. The other friend is all the way in Orange County. This is Friday evening, uh, you know, in between L.A. and Orange County traffic. Like, there's no way, even if they left at that time, there's no way they would have gotten there, like, by 545, and this is, like, 550, it was, like, maybe 4, no, 5, maybe let's say 5 o'clock, 505, so traffic is just about to be starting, pretty much, the worst traffic of the whole week, pretty much, and we get there, you know, people are trickling in, some people are texting in, oh, we're going to be a little late, like, understandable, people are driving across LA in, in bad traffic, understandable, if you're going to be late, totally understandable, um, so I remember telling them, um, before they, when I called them to tell them, hey, you, need, you guys need to make sure you leave soon, um, they asked me for the address, and I said what city it was in, and I remember the the address was something like 605 Catalina, right, 605 Catalina, and I told them what, what city, um, it was near the beach, and they're coming from Orange County, they say, you know, when they get there very, very late, and were very upset that we had already started eating our meals, and they were over an hour late. It was past 6.45 p.m. And they weren't even there yet. We hadn't heard from them. They weren't answering anybody's messages. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, we'd already talked. They already, you know, like, I was like, people are coming from work. I'm not going to tell you don't eat. We need to wait, you know. And I'm like you know, just order, you know, like order, like whatever, like we're going to be here for like hours anyways, like if they're going to make it, they're still going to make it while people are still eating and still there. So they get there, I want to say it was like 7.30 almost when they got there, 7.30 p.m. They got there, were very upset that other people were eating. They said that the reason why they were so late is because I gave them bad directions and told them to take the 605 um, they, they thought I, they said they thought I meant freeway, 605 freeway, um, to Catalina, to this restaurant. Um, and so they said they took my directions and started driving on the 605 and got lost. And I'm like, that doesn't sound normal. Um, it doesn't sound normal at all. That doesn't really sound like what actually happened. Like, if you're going to be driving that far, you're not going to not know where you're going. Um, and so I don't really think that that was accurate. But then, you know, they were just acting weird about it. And they're just like, well, 
you're never happy when we see you and you're never smiling and all this and I'm just thinking like dude I've I'm I've had like a shitty year like I don't need the smile when I see you like you know like I don't even want to go to church half the time like half the reason why I went to church most of that year was because I was taking them to church I wasn't really going because I wanted to go I probably wouldn't have gone because I when I'm kind of like having like a rough time I tend to just want to be by myself um I don't want anybody else's energy like around me good or bad I just want to be by myself be in my own head think about what I want to think about um and not really like have to like cater to other people because I know I get like moody and you know nobody wants to be around that but they were kind of insistent and so you know we kind of just saw things differently right we saw things differently so those are the types of people I've been around um and others but it's like you know when it comes to a situation like that it's kind of like how do you how do you handle it you know how are you expected to handle it um I remember how I handled it after that situation with the going away party I was pretty mad and we're walking on like the boardwalk somewhere like by the beach or something and our I don't know what city we were in like Hermosa or something um and we basically um like I I started like like I guess one of one of the guys mentioned like yeah they were acting like really rude and weird like what was going on because like even when we were leaving the friend that had come to my house was like at one of their cars because we were trying to like take pictures and say goodbye and everything because this is the last time a lot of us were going to see each other and so they were like sitting in in their car and they're just like I can't believe that you guys already started eating and we drove all the way over here and like they didn't even they were making it weird not being in the pictures and whenever we were about to take group pictures they were like stepping out of the picture and like you know, um, we all bought food, and we're eating, and they didn't want to pay for their food, and, like, it was just this whole thing where I'm, like, does it need to be, like, this dramatic, like, I know you have your feelings hurt because you think the, you know, I gave you the wrong directions, and you think that maybe we should have waited, you know, two and a half hours after people were getting off work, um, which I disagree, I don't think that you need to wait two and a half hours, um, we had like a table for like 15 people or something too it was like a big table so I was like okay they're just trying to cause a scene um and that was probably one of the last times I hung out with them um but yeah I remember even when I would go I would take them to like bible studies on Mondays and I would have to like like it was in like Garden Grove or somewhere a little far and I remember because I had to take everybody home because they lived in like different places and I told, I remember specifically telling the lady who would host it, her family was so nice to host it every single Monday. And I was like, look, you know, like, I, I can't like afford to come. That's why I haven't been coming. Because like, I can't afford to be like, coming over here, you know, all the way from where I lived, and then picking up this person over here and picking up that person and then driving them home and then driving them home, then driving me home. It's like, that's a lot of money. So she told me if I could get there one way, she would give me 20 bucks. And so I, I got 20 bucks. And mind you, I've been driving these people around over a year. They see her hand me $20. And I kind of just like quick. And she did. It was quick. She was like, here. She just like whispers kind of in my ear. Like, oh, here's for gas. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks. You know, she's like, yeah, I got you. And then like, I put it in my pocket and they like were overhearing that. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that like, if you needed money for gas, you should have said something. And I'm kind of like, no, 
I shouldn't have to say something. Like, I've been driving you around for, like, months, you know? And, like, yeah, they weren't working at one point, but then there was a point where they were working. And I'm like, I know you're saving for your own things, you know? Like, like I, I get it. You're trying to get yourself, like, out of, like, a hole and stuff, you know? But also, it's like, I don't think I should... I don't know. Like, maybe I'm wrong in that. But I, I don't think... When it comes to those situations... um. I don't think it's on on the end of the person who has money to have to offer their money to people if they don't want to. Um is it nice to do? Yes. Is it helpful? Yes. Is it generous? Yes. Is is it probably a good deed? I think it probably is. But if you're going to be bitter, you know, it's like, well, don't give, right? That's kind of how I see. If I if I'm going to be a little irritated by this, then don't give. So I feel like on my end, the mistake in the first place was that I already was taking on too much. I should have just not done it. Honestly, I should have just not hung out with those people because they kind of like drove me up the wall a little bit. I should have just avoided them and not hung out with them and said, you know, look, I can't afford to be driving you guys around. You know, I, I should have taken it maybe to a pastor or some other like I was in con like it was a social church like people weren't like the hierarchy wasn't like that you know um unapproachable like everyone who was in charge like we would go out and go bowling and stuff like I wasn't one of the people in charge but like everyone who was like in charge would still hang out with us other people you know and just see if we want to be involved or whatever um but yeah, I that has always been like a difficult thing for me um when it comes to this topic of like money, friendship, mooching, people paying for other people's stuff, generosity. Like I feel like I have friends now who if they needed something, I would be as generous as I possibly could be financially towards them because there's been no indication whatsoever that they've ever um I mean it's just like that's just how it is they would probably do that for me I would do that for them um I mean we've had situations where people pay for a whole lot of stuff and nobody's asking anything in return it's it's very generous it's very nice um but I would hope that if if people wanted others to pay that they would like say something but also you know, I usually feel like if somebody pays for me for something, I'll at least offer to pay. Um, and it's kind of one of those things that's like, maybe you don't want to pay, like nobody wants to spend their money on, on certain stuff. Nobody, I think a lot of us would rather not have to spend our money. Um, but sometimes it's nice. It feels good to do like nice things, um, for people, but also it's kind of like, it's hard to know. I think it's hard. There's kind of like this fine line. Like, it's hard to know if you are in the behavior of being a mooch. If, like, if the other party is maybe not too forward in saying that they actually want you to give them money, right? Because some people take, like, a passive, like, oh, no, 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 don't give me money, it's okay, but then what they mean is definitely you better give me my money back, you know, but that's not what they say, so it's hard to know if it's, like, somebody saying something to try to, like, sound nice, but they don't really mean it, 
or if they're really being generous and and is it okay to let people be generous um that's another question that comes up because you know I was always taught at a certain time like I think in college like like I mentioned before I used to hang out with adults that were um of different age ranges like older than me and so I definitely learned a lot from them and they would kind of teach us you know like better social skills and stuff and there was this one guy who was super awesome um he was from Australia um he was like um yeah he was from he was from Australia um but I guess Chaldean of background and he was really cool um he's so generous always had us over like he would buy like like full-on like 10 large pizzas for a small little group of us he would have us over watching movies one or two movies on on saturday nights at his house uh he would drive us all over the place super nice super sweet family very generous they would get us breakfast a lot of times in the mornings um, breakfast, tea, um, stuff like that, like, just, like, Krispy Kreme donuts or whatever, but, I mean, like, that's still so nice for someone to buy, and they're not doing this once, it's, like, for months, maybe even years, like, every day, every Sabbath morning, they would, like, bring our Sabbath school class breakfast after we'd been up, uh, or, and also let us come up, come over to the house and hang out all hours of the night, you know, like, they were really cool people, and it's like he was the one that was saying, you know, sometimes you have to let other people be generous towards you. Like you're doing them, you know, it it does have to be give and take. So you can't just like give, give, give and then never accept a gift from somebody. And you can't just take, take, take and then never give to somebody. But it's hard to know what that balance is. I've definitely had friends that would, you know, buy pictures and buy drinks and buy everything for everybody um when we would go out and it's like maybe that's their love language maybe they love it um and people would be like no don't pay like it's okay and then they would really want to pay so um I think sometimes it's okay and then other times it's like okay like how come whenever we go out you're paying for everything um when it gets to that level sometimes I'd get like uncomfortable where it's like uh you don't really need to pay for me for everything like if you see me out is usually because I have money and if I don't I'll usually say how much I can spend but um yeah I think it's just a challenge um to know you know like um what's okay what's not okay um you know I like to think about like social topics like that because I know I'm not the only one who's ever come across something like that but it's just interesting to think you know um yeah, and when it comes to, like, judgment, it's, like, that's something that comes up, you know, like, is it judgmental, is it judgmental to, you know, tell that person, you know, that you don't like when they do that, or is it wrong to not be generous and not pay for them when you know that you will be bitter about it or, like, irritated about it and not want to do it but do it anyways like are you supposed to do it anyways are you supposed to just like leave it um is it okay to even like talk about those situations like the one that I mentioned it's kind of like okay like you're kind of talking about somebody's money and all and all their like 
status and everything i mean those people are are fine now they've got their house they've got good jobs they're doing really 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 well um but you know i was frustrated with it for a really long time it left an impression on me because i was like man like i've never had anybody like confront me like that where i was just like whoa but um yeah but yeah it really um it really was kind of like a like I was offended by it but also I do think I should have gone with my gut instinct and just not helped them when I noticed I was getting like bitter by it I should have either asked other people at the church to support with it like maybe I'll do the first the first weekend and then someone else will take the second weekend of the month and someone else will take the third weekend of the month um I I just felt like you know it wasn't it wasn't kind to myself to get myself to a point of being like bitter so I can judge other people all I want about it really and I can say hey they shouldn't do what they were doing um just kind of like expecting so much of other people of not paying you know when they know you know that they were supposed to pay um acting like they were the ones being the victim because other people didn't want to like bend over to like pay for them uh with stuff um and making it overall uncomfortable environment and like making like comments about you know other people when they were just trying to be nice and helpful and you know saying that other people had an attitude or something um I mean I think you know it's I do think it's okay to just say no I'm not gonna help with this um but I think it's a struggle it's a struggle to be like no I'm not gonna pay for this um there's this kind of like I'm not gonna pay for it I'm not going to pay for it, you know, because I'm going to get upset. Um, Or for some other reason. And just like, is it greedy to be like, this is mine. This is my money that I worked for that I got. You know, I shouldn't have to spend it in any way that I don't want to spend it. You know? Um, I mean, it, I, for me, these are kind of, like, hard questions to really answer because it, it really goes, like, situation by situation, person to person, like, but I kind of wonder where where's my role. I'm not saying that this is something that I'm even expecting to come up anytime at all, but it's, like, when it comes in general to, like, people feeling wronged by someone else, you know, I do notice that it's, like, okay, like, yeah, I can blame someone else all I want, I can blame them and they're in the wrong, but I was in the wrong too, you know, like I wasn't in the right for keeping on doing something and then me having like a negative attitude about it when I, well, I wasn't only, I was having a negative attitude about it because it was just one more thing on my plate. So I was just like, dude, like I'm trying to like get mine out here. I'm already broke, you know, and struggling and like living at home and all this other stuff and trying to like move and do all this stuff that I want to do. And then there's someone else that I felt like is just like taking advantage. Um, And I'm like, it's not like I've got it made. 
you know, um, if I didn't have my parents in their place, you know, it's like at that time I would have not had a place to be. I probably would have been homeless too, you know? So it's like, I wouldn't have had any money or anywhere to go. Like I was working a lot, but like I mentioned, it was like really not an ideal job. It was just like, it was usually between three and maybe eight thirty PM at the latest on weekdays. And, um, it was far away. Um, and it didn't pay well considering the distance I was driving and I'd have to get like food and stuff too, because like, if it was like around dinner time, um, but yeah, it wasn't, it, the job itself was fun, but I mean, the whole point was that it wasn't, it wasn't a good job, um, for what I needed to do. And I was having to make more steps. Like I kind of expected my life to look a certain way. And I was like, all right, I just got out of grad school. Um, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm done with grad school. I'm gonna, you know, try to, you know, at least be involved in church. So I'll have like volunteer stuff to do. But, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was doing other stuff with a cheerful heart, but there were a lot of us, there were definitely a lot of us, like I'm remembering now, there was like a group of like maybe 10, 15 of us that didn't really have good work or people getting laid off and stuff and struggling financially. And so all of us were kind of hanging out at the church, just like pitching in, volunteering, they have food banks and stuff. We would like hang out and volunteer at the food bank if they needed us to sweep stuff or people to like go to old ladies' houses and like do yard work and stuff. We just do whatever because like we had no jobs really. We didn't have good work. We weren't working 40-hour work weeks and we would kind of meet, we'd have like these prayer meetings and stuff and like but yeah, I mean, my life wasn't wasn't necessarily fun, but I think a lot of that sustained me for sure. Um, but I do think, you know, I did have my limits and um, I definitely learned a lot about myself. Like it's it's like um, I mean, I care about homeless people. I cared about these people, too. But I didn't like to see them taking advantage of me, taking advantage of my friends or the people that were at the church. And they were kind of lying and manipulating about all kinds of situations and stuff. That it, it, I had the least of the problems with them just driving them around and them causing a little bit of like dramatic situation once um, when everyone everyone kind of knew what was going on, too. It's not like everyone was like how dare you give them wrong directions and how dare we ate earlier than when they got there. Like everyone was kind of like, okay, like you guys are like blowing this out of proportion kind of thing. But I mean, that was kind of on them if they, if they didn't really see it as like a, as like a, as something nice. But also they did comment that, you know, I was always kind of in a grumpy mood you know, and that was true, like, I, I definitely was in a pretty grumpy mood, and I wasn't, like, smiling when I was around them, or joking around when they were in the car with me and stuff, like, I don't feel like I was mean to them, or mad towards them, but I guess they did pick up on the energy, and I'm not usually like that with people, so I must have been, I must have been actually, like, way more mad than I was kind of letting on, um, cause they picked up on it. And I do remember kind of feeling like tense when I was around them. Um, I was just like, I don't like these people. Like I would hear, you know, other, other friends of mine, how they would talk about like, 
how these people were kind of like affecting their lives too so I kind of knew all these other kind of people who I cared about there they had stories involving these people too where I was like these people are over here just like manipulating everybody and like everybody's like telling me about it and I'm just kind of like whoa like you know they're doing so much stuff so maybe that was getting to me as well but it's like they lied they were lying to so many people and doing so much weird stuff that it was just not um okay but I mean also it's like I I don't know like when it comes down to it like I've never had no home I've never had no job and no home and having my whole family in a place you know where we couldn't support ourselves all at the same time if I was in that situation I don't really think I would be in my right mind um and I do think I was wrong for not being like in a cheerful space when I was trying to like help somebody like now I know better I know that like if I'm going to be like volunteering or doing something you know to try to actually help someone um I'll you know I'm I'm usually going to try to be like happy about that but I don't think I was trying to I don't I don't I think at first I was trying to help them but then after a while it just became like a burden like a thorn in my side kind of like a stack of bricks um I had to carry around that's kind of how it felt I was just like ah not this again I don't want to deal with these people um cuz it was like you know I had other friends too that weren't like church friends and so sometimes I would want to like go out with my other friends and I'd be like dude but I got to like take them home and like make sure they have a ride and like um like I'm not really even trying to make excuses I'm just saying like it it was just really um eye-opening experience overall um that you know I found really um I mean like it's it's kind of interesting where it's like it's easy to be mad about something right um but a lot of times like I notice if I'm mad about something I'm not completely in the right all the time too like sometimes yeah there's maybe one party that's like way right and the other one was like completely wrong um but I think a lot of the time it's like all of our actions you know and reactions kind of come from different places and sometimes they're like bouncing off of each other so if I do something if I walk into a room grumpy or like you know just not being like cordial towards people and just like you know just kind of like fuming a little bit but even if I'm not saying or doing anything mean just like creating like a weird energy in the room other people are going to pick up on that so that's going to affect the quality of their day in some way or another um so even something as simple as not being in like in, a, in an okay mood um I mean you don't always have to be in a good mood but I'm just saying like in certain settings it's expected that you're going to be in a good mood, you know, most of the time. Like, if you're volunteering to do something for somebody to help them out, you're expected to be cheerful about it. You're not expected to be like, oh, you guys are burdening me, you know? It's like, and I think they kind of picked up on that vibe. Um, but I think they thought I was, they took it as like, I'm an angry person, but it was, they didn't, I don't think they really knew that I was like upset with them. Um, I just think that they noticed, they probably noticed the difference between me when I was hanging out with everybody else because we would all hang out together and like, 
you know, they would hang out with the same groups of people I would hang out with, and we would go out to eat and stuff like that, so, like, they probably saw me joking around with everybody else and having fun and, like, engaging in conversation and getting to know them, and then when I was with them in the car for, like, almost multiple hours every Saturday, and I had nothing to say to them, you know, for months on end, you know, it's kind of like, I'm pretty sure they understood that, but I don't know if I even if I was even, like, honest with myself that I was, like, mad, because I was, like, I was kind of more, like, um, like, I'm not sure if I was really honest with myself about it. I was kind of more, like, blaming them. I was more, like, they're in the wrong. They're in the wrong for the way that they're, like, expecting me to drive them all over the place, not paying for gas, kind of, like, getting in my way a little bit, and, like, lying about stuff about, like, like, uh, they've been, they were manipulative. They really were, like, it was just, it wasn't a good situation, but also they weren't in a good situation, um, and I wasn't either, I wasn't in a situation where I should have been taking that kind of responsibility on, but also, I mean, I think it's good that I did, I I think it was kind of meant to be like that, maybe, just as a learning experience, like, all of us came out of it on the other side, like, now, we're all in better places than we were then so it's like maybe we all kind of helped each other get where we got but at the same time it's like you know I don't really like to think about it that way it's easier to just be like fuck them you know like um but also it's like yeah we were kind of all in the wrong like I don't think they should have done what they were doing but also I was allowing it um so you know, like, they weren't, like, holding a gun to my head or anything, like, I, I was voluntarily doing this, and, and if I wouldn't have done it, if I wouldn't have done it, I can pretty much guarantee somebody else would have picked up the slack and done it, um, there was a certain time where some of my friends were, like, okay, we'll take them home, you know, because you are always taking them home, and they kind of knew, like, I couldn't really be just, like, driving them all over town, so every so often, like, some of my friends would be, like, I'll I'll take them home tonight, or whatever, um, and I don't even know if I ever spoke up to anybody, but I think we, we all kind of, like, maybe, like, they, they would, we would all talk to one another, I don't think I told everybody how I felt about driving them around, but I think, other people definitely told me about different experiences they had with them and then they also did ask me some of my friends did ask me like how I kind of dealt with them all the time because I I think I was the one that was like like around them a lot um more um for like longer periods of time because of the long drives because we're in LA in going between LA and Orange County so there was always traffic it was either Monday nights or Friday no Monday nights some uh Fridays it wasn't that often I don't think maybe once or twice um Monday nights and uh Saturday Saturday afternoons and Saturday nights um but yeah, I I don't think it's okay to be a not cheerful giver. I, you know, when I think of it, especially like I I think it's one thing when you're like anonymously giving money, you know, to like a charity or like even giving it with your name, but then like paying online or something where nobody sees your interaction. But I don't think it's okay to to 
interact with people, homeless people, um, and be, like, irritated necessarily. Um, but, you know, I'm a human. I have my own, my own emotions, too. I get upset and angry about things, too. And, you know, I take on too much, for sure. Um, I, I don't think at that time in my life I would have spoken up about not being able to do something for the church. Um, I don't, I don't think I really knew my limits yet. Like, I think I've mentioned before too, how I like screwed up a praise team, um, you know, uh, cause we didn't really practice very good and I was taking on too much with school and like, just didn't have the energy to like do the practicing and then we kind of screwed up during the church service the next day and like um that wasn't a good look but I mean it's still um you know learning learning limits but then people were also putting me in not not like forcibly like they weren't putting me like I wasn't volunteering but they were people were putting me in 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 front of situations that I thought I could take on. Like, I didn't know that I couldn't. Um, But there were, you know, situations they were putting me in or opportunities they were offering me where, you know, because I was so consistent, I think, like, I was reliable. I would show up relatively on time, you know, and I was, you know, pretty involved and committed with church, um, and knew pretty much everybody there at one point in time because I was socializing with everybody pretty much. Um, and I was friendly with everybody. I didn't really like discriminate based on who I did or didn't hang out with. Um, I would just hang out with just whoever the heck, like I didn't really care. Um, my age, not my age, like whatever, like I didn't really care. So I, you know, it was, maybe that was the reason why people were kind of like, okay, like, you know, give you like this, you know, ask you if you can drive them or like, you know, connect you to somebody who you can drive around a lot or, you know, take charge of like the collegiate praise team or um, some other stuff where it's just like, you know, I, I was grateful to have those opportunities. They were good um, kind of maybe leadership young leadership roles and volunteer roles and things like that um but um yeah I think I think you know I was still learning a lot too I was like in my 20s pretty much um so you know I still had a lot to learn about the world for sure and I think even during that time I had only had, oh, no, that's not true. Because I think I started being involved with more non-Adventist people when I was, like, in high school. Like, like my junior, senior year of high school. Then community college, university, grad school, and all those other, uh, yeah, those, that, that type of schooling um, was all, like, public schools and non-religious. And then... I was still involved in like sports up until grad school, my first year of grad school. I was involved in um like church up until pretty much my first year of my first year after uh, when I was in a doctorate program, that one that didn't work out. Um the first year after that, I was pretty regular at church. Um 
and um the first so let me see yeah the first year yeah I would still yeah I would still hang out at church still go out you know with church friends um you know so I was still like pretty involved for a long time so I was you know getting roles at the church you know and having been around the same church since I was like five years old and then this other church that kind of started when I was like in um maybe my second year of college or so um the church that started during that time so it was like 2005 around 2005 um this other church started and I started going to that one helping out with that one um I was you know with the people on the board who were deciding how we were gonna like arrange and like it's not like I had like a lot of like input but we all just had little roles um and because I knew a lot of the people and like it kind of helped to kind of just invite people because it's just like dude like we're all going anyways like I don't I would always just like get the whole crew together like everybody like let's let's all go um but yeah it's kind of hard to know what to do in these kind of situations and like on the spot um we all kind of learn as we go we all kind of have our own beliefs and how to like deal with this kind of stuff um but I just find it interesting like I, I like other people's stories but it can be a little challenging to know like where to start a story that has some of my own business in it I don't mind telling my own business about stuff but when it when it comes to other people's business it's like I don't really want to be like all like on the internet with all that with other people's lives but um I mean it's kind of like I think when it's like a situation like that it's more so just like you can see how I could be angry about something like that but then take it you know for years thinking like oh I'm just angry with these people and there was no like it's almost like like I'm not the victim in this in this story you know I can't act like I'm completely like the victim um, in the story that I told about the homeless people with the church um I can't completely act like I'm a victim because there were people around me who would have willingly taken on the slack that I didn't take on it's not like I would have been leaving them hanging and been like okay sorry I can't drive you guys around anymore um or just even not even told them and just asked somebody else to be able to do it um I really just don't think I would have said that like I think I would have just just kept being mad um I don't think I ever would have said that and I remember specifically having the go away party um and about to move I remember specifically thinking even before the dramatic situation there I remember specifically thinking this is my way out this is my way out of having to drive these people all over the place is because I'm going to be living in San Diego. I'm going to be nowhere near to be driving them all over LA and Orange County. Like I can't be doing that because I'm not even going to be here. And so someone else is going to have to pick it up and then I'm going to be off the hook. I remember specifically thinking that, but I never thought to mention to somebody like, I can't really handle this. 
Um, I can't handle it emotionally. I can't handle it financially. Like I was handling it financially, uh, but it was taking a lot more out of my money. And gas wasn't like it is now. Like I mentioned, like that lady gave me $20 and that helped me drive between LA and Orange County that Monday. And then I used some of it again when I was going to drive them the next weekend, that coming weekend. And so that money lasted me like a lot of mileage. Uh, Unlike now, $20 isn't going to get you that far. So um, yeah, she paid for a big portion of my gas. Um, probably would have been about half a tank back then, honestly. (laughs) It's crazy to think, but I think it was about half a tank. Um, maybe a little less, but near half a tank. And so, um, yeah, I was like, that's kind of how I'm starting to think about things though. Cause it's like, Anger is kind of one of those things, or, like, even being bitter or irritated about situations that happened, like, years ago. Like, clearly I remember this still, but it's kind of, like, you know, it's kind of hard to have, like, the mindset of, like, how dare they, you know, when it's kind of, like, you know, I did do this to myself, too. It's kind of, like, how dare they, but I actually, like, didn't get myself out of this, and I could have. You know, that's kind of how I see it. It's kind of an easier approach to take in a way because then it's like yeah I had a role in this it wasn't just me and somebody else like doing this to me it was me and my own situations too that I wasn't maybe I wasn't secure enough to go over to like a pastor or somebody I don't really know why because I mean when it came to asking that lady telling that lady why I couldn't drive um to the bible study that night um because I didn't have the money um, I didn't mind, you know, that, but, you know, um, I don't know why exactly I didn't feel comfortable to, like, speak up about how annoyed I was, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I told friends about it, I'm pretty sure I said something to somebody, but I never said that I won't do it, um, I know there was, like, a sense of obligation, but I feel like if the, if it was reversed, and it was nowadays, I don't think I would do that now. If I noticed something was like overly burdening me, I don't really tend to stick around in those kind of things. At least I wouldn't do it for like over a year like that, where my only way out was like moving to another city a hundred miles away. Like I, I think I would have said something or like, hey, like at least try to split the load or something. I don't think I would have because other people were splitting the load too, like trying to help them with housing and trying to, um, pay for their meals and, and, you know, taking them on errands and stuff like that. And like giving them work so they could make some money and things like that. And at all ends, these people were like screwing over all these people trying to help them. So I'm kind of like, you know, like I know that there was definitely something in them that was just, you know, just not, doing things the best way I don't know what they're like now um but you know and I don't even know if they think back and think about all the stuff that they did um because they were really causing a lot of drama for people like it you know um they did a lot of weird stuff that you know I, I don't know what was up with all that but 
people kind of stuck by them and they did get on their feet and you know I just don't know I don't I don't know exactly what to say about that and then there's also um I don't know like it's it's There was a lot of, um, just difficulty, um, but, I mean, you know, that's the kind of stuff that just comes up with just socializing with all kinds of people, you know, I think everyone kind of has, like, their easiest preference of type of person to hang around, um, and then it go- it kind of goes back to the very beginning when I was saying, like, you know, it is hard to make friends with people who don't like you're not using them for their money but it's like if they don't have any money you know that does create this awkward kind of situation and I wonder about if that's you know like I think about it right it's not that I don't that all my money goes to like a responsible place I pay for stupid shit you know I'll buy like a series of something on on YouTube that I don't even need to watch or like don't even need to see like I'll purchase a series of a show or whatever um that I could even like get like some bootleg stream like off off you know online for free you know and I, but I just don't want to take take the time to click off the ad so I'll go buy it you know something like that where I'm just like you know, is that okay, you know, when I could have used that money for charity, or I could have used this to actually, like, help somebody, but it's, it's kind of like a, a weird thing to try to think about, because it's like, it could go so many different directions, I don't know if there's really a right or a wrong, um, but I really like topics like that, that are just kind of like, there's a lot of complexity to it, because it's like, you know, money can become a really emotional thing for some reason, um, and sometimes you're in the giving spirit you want to give, and then other times you want to keep, you know, and you just don't want to spend on other people or, you know, you know, you want to live in luxury or a little more luxury and not like give away so much of your money that you, you are kind of like struggling, you know, and it's hard, you know, we pay taxes, you know, people who pay tithe, you know, they, they tithe their money, um, you know, they give, uh, to the church and whatnot, um, I don't know if I, like, what I think about giving to the church, I don't know what I think about a lot of these topics, you know, like, like, I know what I've been taught, I know what I see around me and how people usually react, but I don't really know, like, when it comes down to it, I know kind of how I feel about it, and I do get, like, uncomfortable with certain things. Like, I do get uncomfortable with, like, the whole, like, put this person in their place kind of mentality. Like, it's hard for me to do. I'm not saying I never have, but it's hard for me to, like, actually do that. Um, It's kind of against my nature a little bit, even though I do have it in me and I have done it before. It's not something that's, like, a proud moment. But, you know, I, you know, do have a problem with that. And also just, like, in general, just, like, anything that's kind of, like, not 
giving more. Like, I don't think it's okay to get, like, walked on. But I do think it's good to be generous. Um, You don't have to be, like, overextendingly generous all the time, you know, like, I don't think, you know, I don't know, maybe you do, I could be wrong about that, but, you know, I don't know, like, you know, if you live in a place like LA, or San Diego, or a lot of places in the world nowadays, definitely, when you go around, and you see people just kind of, like, on the street, and they're, like, needing money, asking for money, and, you know, do you give the money to every single person who asks, do you give them just the coins in the pocket, do you give them, you pick one person and give them a $20 bill? Do you pick three people, every person you come across to give them a $20? Do you, do you give them $5? Like, what do you give them? You know, um, what do you give? Um, do you give? Is it okay? I mean, people say, oh, they're going to go spend it on drugs. Like, I mean, I spend my own money on drugs. So like, what do I care? But I mean, like, not all of it, honestly, obviously I don't spend all my money on drugs, but you know, I'll, I'll have weed, I'll have alcohol. It's not free, you know, um, it can be cheaper. Some stuff is cheaper than others, but it's like, it's not free. Like I pay for this and yeah, it's drugs. Like I'm not like maybe abusing them to a point, but it's like, just cause someone's abusing drugs too, doesn't necessarily mean that's why they're homeless. And just because someone's homeless doesn't mean that they're even using substances or abusing them at all. Um, Usually people are using substances to kind of mask other stuff if it's not for recreational reasons. And usually if there's a treatment option out there, a lot of times, not always. I've seen with pain conditions, it's super, super, super tricky. But a lot of times there's something out there that can help with the pain. I think PTSD and, and physical pain management seem to be two of the areas that are hardest to get help for um as far as like being connected directly to treatment and then like dental and stuff like that but um I mean like yeah there's a lot of difficulty with the healthcare system out here but um it is technically all difficult but yeah some are kind of more difficult but um so yeah just a lot of questions you know I like I like questions. I like questions that come up about stuff, but um, I think that's all I'm really going to really try to say for now, and thanks for listening.